0: You're listening to the TCB Radio Network. Hello, friends. This is Elvis Presley.
1: I am Marian Park, the official sex symbol on TCB Radio Network. This is Mindy Miller.
0: This is Ray Walker from the Jordanaires. This
1: is Elvis' Speedway co-star, Victoria page Myrie. This is Cynthia Pepper from Susan Cousins. This is Zoe Gotto, author of Elvis Style, From Suit-Suits to Jumpsuits. This is Don Wilson, and if you're looking for Elvis, you're in the right place, TCB radio network. it's all about Elvis. Everything is about
0: Elvis. It is all about Elvis.
1: All Elvis, all the time. If you want to listen to something really stylish, Listen to
0: TCBRadioNetwork.com. You can't do any better than that, so stay with us. People who know Elvis know about TCB Radio Network, where it's all Elvis, all the time.
1: Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here, sir. Kathy
0: Treasure is the director of the Elvis Parks Festival in Australia. She has over 20 years of event experience. She's been working on more than 50 events across three continents. She has a tremendous, tremendous resume. We're so delighted to have her online today. Kathy, thank you so much for being with us here at
1: TCB Radio Network. Well, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm so excited to talk to your listeners about our, our great festival. We're excited to talk to you, too.
0: And I know that you have a really strong background in marketing and, and events. Um, how did you come across or how did you get this dream gig of, of being the director of the Elvis Parks Festival?
1: Look, it's the best job in Australia, I think, with the most unique job title, uh, but a bit of a funny story behind it is I was living and working in Brisbane, teaching at the university there and actually teaching case studies on Parks Elvis Festival, and I was looking to relocate to the country uh, near where I grew up, which is only an hour away, and my mum sent me the ad, and she said, look, this job would be perfect for you, and and I jumped at it, and, uh, and here I am three and a half years later.
0: And you're a young woman like myself, so tell me, tell me about your... When did you first find Elvis? Your
1: Look, I've obviously known um, and been a fan of Elvis all my life. Um, I think you know, you'd be living under, under a rock to have not heard and appreciate his music and movies. Uh, but really, once I took this job, I've learned so much more and um, even a greater appreciation than, than I have had as a child and uh, listening to his music in our house.
0: It's just such a great atmosphere, and I want to encourage everybody to go to your website and look up, you know, the different events and things you have going on. You have such a – it seems like people in Australia just have such a cool, like, laid-back feeling about Elvis. We have people in the States that are, you know, really – they're not really sure if they like Elvis tribute artists. Some of them hate Elvis tribute artists, but you guys just kind of seem to embrace the whole Elvis culture and the whole memory and legacy. It seems like a really fest- festive atmosphere.
1: We do. It's the friendliest festival in Australia. Um, it, it's laid back, but everyone makes new friends. So even if you're not a fan of Elvis, we find people come and after you know 24 hours here, they've been converted. So, Many times we've had sponsors come to the event that sort of were forced to come and then now they come back uh, by choice every year and bring more and more friends. So it's great to keep the legacy of the King alive and really expand um, the fan base within Australia. But yeah, we have, have amazing fans, very loyal ones who've been coming for 28 years.
0: It's wonderful, and I know that you ran the Central Coast Country Music Festival, and you grew attendance figures for that from 8,000 to more than 35,000, so I know you have a huge part in, in the way that it is now, so how, did, how are you just growing and growing this thing, what is your secret?
1: Well, the main secret is listening and listening to what the fans want. So each year, you know, we'll do surveys. I get out and talk to the crowds, talk to the artists themselves. And then they say, look, wouldn't it be great if we incorporated this in the festival? And go, oh, yeah, that'd be a great idea. And we add it for the following. And I think by that, people see we listen. We continue to improve and put a, an original spin on it every year and a lot of it's about the programming and getting those top-level artists to your festival and, and having that interaction between the artists and the fans.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it really seems like you've found the magic. And you have a lot of great sponsors. And it's, and it's all about the community, too. I was reading that this community where you have this like really grows in size just because of the festival. And that's a big part of it. You want to give back.
1: It is, and the whole reason the festival was created in the first place was, was by passionate Elvis fans, but also to create some economic impacts within the region, uh, which it's done, and um, the whole town embraces it. It took a, a number of years for all the businesses to get on board, but um, now pretty much, you know, all the shop fronts get decorated, the local community. When I first moved here, when you went to a Christmas party, they weren't talking about New Year's Eve. They were talking about what they'd wear for Elvis and wow. how they'd get their hair done. Oh. and. Even in the council office I work in now, pretty well every staff member has some Elva suit or outfit behind their door. So it's really ingrained uh, throughout the whole community.
0: Oh, it's incredible. It sounds like a place I want to be. So what's the history of it? Um, I read a little bit, but share with everybody. I know it has a really cute beginnings, and it's been around for a long time.
1: It has. It'll be 28 years in 2020. And it all started over, rumor has it, a couple of glasses of red wine. So there was a birthday party on at um, our uh, a local restaurant called Hotel Graceland, obviously run by Elvis fans. Um, it was a birthday party of a local community member. The barman saw the party was starting to die off a bit, so he cranked up some Elvis music, and everyone just came alive. So then they had some wine after the party and said, "Hey, let's let's start a festival," and and the rest is history. But those two founders that first came up with the idea, uh, are still working on the festival today, which is a fabulous story um, and still brings me cupcakes that she's baked, trying to feed me during their busy hours and <laughs> volunteers throughout the festival and Bob Steele as well is involved running some of the, the portfolios. Uh, and I've just hired their daughter, Tiffany, who actually grew up uh, as part of the festival and, and went away and worked in events because of that and she's come back now as our marketing and sponsorship a coordinator so a lovely family story
0: wow it's amazing so i read that parks has about 12,000 people and you pretty much become synonymous with elvis because of this festival happening for you know all these years and the festival attracts about 20,000 people um each year because of all the international media they they've heard about you in afghanistan and the far east and everywhere else would you agree with those numbers it's about 20,000 people that come every year
1: Yeah, and I think those numbers are a little bit conservative. Uh, It's really hard to measure uh, the attendance at our festival because so many events are free and people can just come through, you know, for an hour, for a day, for for the whole five days. Um, And also each year people are coming earlier and earlier. So we start on the Wednesday, but some people come in two weeks early just to get their campsite in town. So, yeah, at least 20,000 people come to the town within that time
0: amazing so every year does it start on january 8th no matter what day that falls on
1: no we always do it on the second full weekend of january uh just because we do need to hold uh the festival over a weekend so sometimes that will fall most of the times the eighth will fall within that but sometimes it may be just before and then we hold a special celebration pre-festival to celebrate his birthday
0: okay so what are the exact dates for 2020
1: the exact dates are the eighth um, until the twelfth of January.
0: Okay, and if someone has never been and they're a diehard Elvis fan like me and maybe they're all the way over here in the United States, what would you tell them? why why do they need to come out for the first time?
1: Look, it's a festival like you'll never experience anywhere else. Like I know there's amazing Elvis festivals throughout the world, but this way you can also, you know, experience the real Australia out in, in the country, you'll get that connection with the community and you'll also see some amazing tribute artists. So this year, for example, we have Dean Z coming from the US, who I'm sure you're very familiar with and we're very excited to have Dean come to our country. Uh, but we also have over 265 events. So there's something for everyone and uh, there's no other place like parks in the world.
0: It is just mind blowing to me. This is unlike any festival that I've ever heard of or been to, for sure. I mean, it, it's just hard to even picture 260 something events going on. That's incredible. I wish we had that kind of enthusiasm here in the States. It's wonderful what you've done. And you. Ha- I would have to say, because <laughs> people ask me all the time, you know, because of the line of work that, uh, you know, Peters and Elvis tribute artists, and people are like, well, aren't all of fans dying out? Aren't they disappearing? And we're like, no. What do you say to that?
1: Look, I think our numbers show that they're not. So uh, they're growing every year, and the indications for this year is it's going to be bigger than any of years before. But you see all the younger tribute artists coming through. We've got a big uh, youth component within our festival as well. So we do youth talent workshops. Uh, we've got a new Unplugged competition trying to get people to do uh you know the younger demographic to do a unique slant on elvis's music um but you look you look around at this every school in park the kids all know elvis and um, love his music and it's just growing and each year our demographic is is getting younger and younger um with the numbers so that love's never going to die
0: That's amazing. What do you think it is that sets Elvis apart? Why are we having Elvis festivals and not Dean Martin festivals and things like that?
1: Look, I think it's so many reasons. He was the whole package really, like, good-looking, of course, Um, amazing musician, uh, brilliant entertainer. Obviously, his movies brought the fan base from there as well. But his music crosses generations, like a lot of um, the other artists. Are only the music only appeals to one generation. But you know, you can play an Elvis song for the first time to a child, and they'll just start dancing and singing along. So it it it's really ageless music.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and something else I love about your festival is you have a great theme every year. So will you tell everybody about the theme.
1: We do. We always maintain the soul of the festival, which is obviously honouring Elvis and, and his music and his movies. But we need to, I guess, mix that up. So fans who've been coming for 28 years have something new to do every year, and we do that with a theme. So this year's Frankie and Johnny. um, Our themes come really from ideas from the original volunteer groups, the Elvis Revival Inc., who started the festival, and they pitched to us a number of ideas, and then we choose the ones that would work for fans for their costuming and, and marketing, Um, So with Frankie and Johnny, we just looked at, you know, fabulous movie and the amazing costumes, uh, especially for the women. And we've got a lot of female fans that come to the event. Um, And we try and mix it up last year. So last year was all about the 50s uh, and rock and roll with All Shook Up. And this year, we're obviously looking at the 60s with the Frankie and Johnny movie.
0: It's going to be amazing. And you guys, uh, you celebrate Priscilla, too. There's a
1: Miss Priscilla that I saw. We, we don't want the guys to have all the fun so uh you, you know the, the costumes that that the ladies wear to the festival are incredible and we wanted also a way to to honor priscilla and her amazing look and miss priscilla is very um a very important part of the festival and the person who wins that title actually does a lot of official duties and performances um throughout the weekend and is treated a bit like a movie star
0: wow that's that's so unique i i haven't heard of anything like that going on that's really different something to involve the ladies i like it (laughs) (laughs) so tell everybody how you come up with these unique themes um this year was frankie and johnny How, how did you come up with that just just inspired by the film or i think you said somebody suggested it
1: yeah, we, we get the, as as I mentioned before, we've got Elvis Revival Inc, which is a group of volunteers who initially ran the festival until it really outgrew a volunteer committee. And they, as part of their involvement in the festival, they're all, you know, absolute complete Elvis fans. They give us a number of ideas and we look at how that fits in. So. Frankie and Johnny was something that we wanted a, a lot of color this year, um, a lot of color, music, and fun, uh, the masquerade ball component of it. So it really gave us a lot of ideas that we can use for the festival.
0: That's phenomenal. And and I love all the different events. So let's talk about that because in, in the United States, when we see Elvis Festival, we think, oh, great, another, well, at least I do, another Elvis competition. Um, but you've gotten so creative with all the different things you do um, tell us about some of those 260-plus events that you're having.
1: Wow. Well, we <laughs> it takes a lot of work to get different ones themed around um, honoring the king. So obviously we do have the Ultimate Elvis Tribute Artist Contest, which go on to win um, the place at Memphis. So that's an important part of our festival. But then we've done things like this year we have uh, one of Australia's premier country music artists doing a tribute to Elvis' country music, uh, which is something new for this year. So uh, we have an Elvis gospel service where we pay tribute to Elvis's gospel music. So we try and put, pick out different, I guess, genres that Elvis has covered and create events around that. Uh, we do a poet's breakfast um, for the writers out there, uh, renewal of vows. Uh, we have a street parade which is just full of colour and uh, the community all get behind that and fabulous floats and music and classic cars. Uh, we do car shows as well. So something for... For those who, you know, are not mad Elvis Presley music fans, we have different things that are in theme with his life that they will love. Mm. And then we convert them into becoming mad Elvis fans.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I noticed you had something with ukuleles even.
1: We did. And that came from um, Bob Steele, the founder of the festival. And he said, look, in these movies, Elvis was playing the ukulele. People come to the festival that um, want to learn something new, and we found fans have actually said they want to do more. So rather than sit back and watch shows, they want to get involved. So we've got yeah the ukuleles, we've got some Elvis golf for people who um, just want to go out and dress in theme. Uh, we have some fifties deportment and fifties hair and makeup workshops this year for the ladies again, um, and we also do a one song sing, which is where. Uh, people come together and learn how to sing an Elvis song in three-part harmony in an hour. That then they can go out and perform during the festival. So we try and get fans involved.
0: Wow, it's it's truly interactive, totally interactive.
1: It is, and I think that that's why this uh, festival is so successful. Everyone gets to know, uh, there's 20,000 people in town, but they seem to all become your friends over those five days. <laughs> and uh, the police in town actually say they love it because crime goes down because everyone's in such a great mood, and um, uh, wow. it's yeah. just really friendly.
0: That's just amazing. And I, I understand you, for the first time ever you even have people coming in on sleeper cars, uh, trains, trains with sleeper cars in them.
1: We do. Uh, That's probably one of the biggest challenges with the festival is we have so many people wanting to come and we just need to house them. So locals open up their homes. Uh, We do a program called Home Hosting where you can go and stay with Park's locals. They either stay there and you hire out a room or they move out and you get their house. Uh, We have the sleeper trains. We have a Graceland's on the green, which is tented accommodation. Um, and we've set up shuttle buses to nearby towns, which are only 25 minutes away, which is, you know, really close if you're from a metropolitan area, where people can stay in motels and then bus in and out for the festival.
0: Unbelievable. And how do you feed everybody?
1: Well, that's what the local businesses love to do. So
0: <laughs> The restaurants stay open 24 hours for four days.
1: <laughs> there is, we get some market store holders in to compliment the the local, you know, pubs, clubs and And restaurants, but really the festival is all about. You know, we're in drought here at the moment, Um, so a lot of the smaller businesses are struggling, and things like this festival help um, them. You know, throughout the year, so it's really important that that we encourage people to eat and drink at the local cafes and restaurants.
0: It's amazing. Now in the U.S., we have food trucks. Do do you guys bring in food trucks like? um...
1: We do. We do bring in some food food trucks that are the market store holders and mm-hmm. uh, of, of different food types, and we have those down um, in Cook Park, which is the main focal part where we have all our, our major free entertainment. Uh, but again, we encourage people to eat at the existing restaurants as much as possible.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. It just helps the local economy, and no wonder you've you've gotten so much. You know, um, I see you have platinum and gold and silver <laughs> sponsors, and. Things like that. Now, speaking of that, now maybe maybe you're fine, but if somebody maybe for 2021 or your 30th anniversary, if they wanted to come on as a sponsor, how would they do that?
1: They just need to contact us direct, um, and we have quite a comprehensive sponsorship program with with brilliant benefits that connect you straight to our you know 30,000 people, our fans, locals, and visitors. Um, and, as you know, this festival gets exposure all over the world, so it's a great one for sponsors to align themselves with. and in pretty well in three years we've we've tripled our sponsorship, and a lot of those have signed in for three year agreements because they've been so happy after their first year.
0: It's just so wonderful. Well, I want to point everybody to the website. it's parks with an e p a r k e parks elvis dot com dot a u so we'll put definitely put a link on the blog for everybody so you could click on that and you just go right in there and that's that's the best way to get uh your tickets i would imagine right
1: it is and we've developed a special search function on that website so if there's a particular performer you want to see you can go and search by their name and, and find out where they're playing and what time uh and then that will click through to the ticketing site for their shows but as i mentioned before we make sure that over 80 percent of our entertainment is free So any budget can attend and enjoy the festival. And we've got some fabulous free outdoor entertainment on throughout the week.
0: That's amazing. I knew you had some free entertainment, but I didn't realize it's 80%. That's incredible.
1: Yeah, the festival is all about generating, um, you know, business for the town. And we want people to come and enjoy it. And at the moment, you know, Australia is in a, a massive drought. So we're encouraging people to come and spend at the local businesses And to also, um, for those who are, you know, the farming communities who are in drought, to still be able to come and enjoy it without having to spend a lot of money.
0: That's great. And I want to tell everybody, too, that the website is beautiful. super, super user-friendly. This is a really good website. You'll be able to find anything you're looking for. Um, Even the Elvis Express train, you can click on that. (laughs) <laughs> and learn how to um, take part of that and dance lessons and so much more than just shows. I'm I'm just so thrilled that we found you. Thank you so much for spending time. I mean, you're getting coverage everywhere, and we're honored that you're talking to us here at tcbradionetwork.com. We really appreciate your time, Kathy.
1: Uh, anytime. I love to speak to festival fans and tell as many people in the world as I can about our brilliant event
0: yeah we'll definitely keep us posted and we'll be happy to share anything you have you have coming down let us know and uh, we'll keep in touch
1: well i hope to see you at the festival in 2020 or 2021
0: i got a feeling you will Thanks for listening to our show today. Don't forget to subscribe to TCB Radio Network on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast platform. By subscribing, you'll get a notification as soon as our latest episode drops. While you're at it, please rate us with a five-star review. This will help other Elvis fans find our show. Also, this just in, you can now subscribe to our podcast episodes on YouTube. We also have a YouTube channel that includes archived episodes of our Facebook Live broadcasts and more. You can find links to this and so much more at TCBRadioNetwork.com. TCB Radio Network is strictly a fan publication, not affiliated in any way with Elvis Presley Enterprises or any of its affiliates or subsidiaries. Please visit us online at tcbradionetwork.com. All trademarks, product names, company names, and logos mentioned are the properties of their respective owners. All opinions stated within do not necessarily reflect the opinions of anyone else and certainly not Elvis Presley
1: Enterprises.
0: Still the King, our theme song for TCB Radio Network podcast, was written by Shane Douglas, produced by Terry Fullwider at Blue Spot Studios, and performed by Peter Alden and his band, Crown Electric Company, featuring David Fontana, son of Elvis Presley's original drummer, DJ Fontana, on drums. Elvis Presley is still the king, well, the still the king. So the original superstar, burning up rockin' rock and hard, the one and only rock and roll.